We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Mertig. Andrew, it's a Friday. It's exciting to be back for another show. Uh, how are you this week? Yeah, it is really good to be back. There's been a ton of news this week, uh, both related to the Packers and around the NFL. Of course, a lot of coaches changing teams, uh, the the Packers having some some uh, vacancies, obviously moving on from Mo Drayton. Uh, we have heard that Jim Harbaugh is, in fact, not going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, but not really any new news today. So last week, we got to talk about the Chicago Bears hiring Matt Eberflus. Uh, today, no such updates, but, uh, you know, the the hits just keep on coming, obviously, leading up to Super Bowl week. So we'll keep an ear open for that. But I, I do think we have something fun planned to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, we are excited to jump into this next show concept and share with you guys what is going to be ahead on Fridays on the Packaday podcast. So obviously, it is a huge disappointment that the 2021 season ended the way that it did for the Packers. But if you've been listening to Andrew and I long enough, you know that we love the offseason just as much as we love the regular season. And so today, we are beginning a brand new series where we are going to preview the offseasons of the Packers' division rivals. Of course, that does mean digging into the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings. And we'll talk about change that has already begun there, change that is pretty much inevitable for those teams, and then how they might wish to improve those rosters this offseason. This is going to be a really fun exercise, I think, because all these teams are in very, very different places with different needs and realistically, I think, different goals, right? If we're being honest, as they do work to catch the Green Bay Packers in this division. So excited to jump in here. Andrew, who are we starting with today? Yeah, so the Detroit Lions are going to be up first. And this is really interesting, Kyle, something that just popped into my mind. The Lions are going to be one of two teams in the NFC North that are returning their GM and head coach. 
Yeah. Uh, so you'll, you'll talk a little bit about that. But obviously that gives you a little bit of a leg up. Um, the Lions are coming off a 3-13-1 season. However, we did see that they were pretty competitive coming down the stretch. Showed a lot of fight. So this will be an interesting team uh, who seems on the right path for the rebuild. Yeah, it seems weird to think with a record like that, 13-3-1, that you could be optimistic about the coming year, but it really does feel like in all that the Lions went through this year, it feels like they're on track for where they want to go with this organization. So uh, it feels like forever ago, I think in a lot of ways, that we were talking about how Matt Patricia was out as the head coach there in Detroit and the Lions were going with Dan Campbell and really committing to this rebuild project that was going to be in front of them. But that was just last offseason, right? That's crazy. And we're going to talk about the Bears and the Vikings and much of uh, that conversation will be around their new coaching staffs because everything will be so much different in 2022 there with those changes on their coaching staffs. But the Lions are going to keep a lot of these pieces in place. Uh, They did move on from offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn after the season, and so they'll have some new blood there. Uh, There's conversation that they may promote from within for that job, or even some buzz that they might go after someone like Matt Nagy for that open offensive coordinator job in Detroit. And then uh, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn is a popular head coaching candidate, still kind of maybe in some mixes around the league. I think some people would probably be surprised if that ended up working out. But uh, that, you know, is still yet to be I think the Saints are the one that you see his name pop up the most. So uh, some potential for change there. But things are pretty much going to stay pretty stable, especially at the top with head coach Dan Campbell. But you mentioned, right, like the GM is going to stay the same. The coaches are going to stay the same. But there is a lot of work to be done here for Brad Holmes and for John Dorsey uh, just to kind of get through this offseason, right? They're going to have their hands full over the next couple months. They've got to find the balance between maintaining a rebuild blueprint and adding the right young talent to help turn this organization and this culture as a whole around. And sometimes that means letting guys walk out the door, right? And that's a hard process, but I think that's going to be part of this answer. And this team, when you look at the list of impending free agents that they have, this is a team that has 25 guys who are unrestricted free agents coming up this spring. And I would expect a large number of them to be elsewhere when next year rolls around. On the offensive side, two quarterbacks in Boyle and David Blau, wide receivers Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, Matt Nelson, Tyrell Crosby at the tackle spots. Those guys could all be gone. I mean, it makes sense to bring someone like Boyle back, you know, cheap option to be a backup. But this is a team that's going to churn through this talent and put new guys on the roster. On defense, the big names are going to be defensive tackle Nick Williams and linebacker Alex Anzalone, who came up from New Orleans with the coaching staff there. But both of those guys... Nick Williams and Alex Anzalone, they played really poorly in 2021, even though they played a lot of snaps. I mentioned uh, Anzalone, but Jalen Reeves-Maben is also a free agent here at linebacker. So between Anzalone and Reeves-Maben, this team could lose over 1,400 snaps from their linebackers. So that's a position to watch for sure. They're going to have to address the future there. Uh, But this team is going to be trimming the fat, and it's honestly hard to see them bringing back many of the big names on their free agent list that they'll see this this spring as that kind of gets messy as we get into free agency. 
Yeah, and so as we transition into free agency, I'm going to talk a little bit about what the Lions team needs are. And one of the free agents that you mentioned that I, I do think is really interesting is wide receiver Josh Reynolds because yeah. him and Jerry Goff obviously had uh, a bit of a connection there and um, going back to their days with the Rams. And Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown look like a pretty decent duo at wide receiver. Yeah. However, when you do look at this team, uh, you know, minus Josh Reynolds, if, if you look Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe Quintez Cephas coming back. That leaves wide receivers a pretty darn big need. Um, mm-hmm. I would also put corner back there, which is interesting because uh, you saw Amani Arorie uh, have a, a really nice breakout season, but we just don't know what Jeff Akuda is because he's barely played. And and you know, in year one, he didn't look very good, and then he really didn't play year two. So mm-hmm. um, cornerback could be seen as a, a perceived really high need. You have quarterback, of course, because we don't know if they have their quarterback for the future. What is Jared Goff? Is he somebody that they view as sort of good enough uh, for now? Or are they going to be hunting for that quarterback in the future? Safety linebacker, well, obviously linebacker, as you just talked about pretty significant need interior offensive line i would say overall the lines actually do have a really good young offensive line decker and penny sewell at the tackles you have their center whose name is escaping me right now frank uh, ragnow frank ragnow who is injured all year but obviously is one of the best centers when healthy in the entire league and i'd put wide receiver back up there on a primary mm-hmm. need um i would say that they could go ahead and double dip and and still uh, you know, be in a position where where they might be looking to add through free agency as well. Uh, some of those ancillary needs, I would say maybe running back. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were decent, but um, I, I think there still is a little bit of a need there to get somebody who who maybe can be more of a bell cow. Interior defensive line certainly strikes me as a need, but maybe not up there with some of the other ones I talked about. The re- really, like, you scan their roster, the only position they de- definitely don't need, tight end, right? Mm. You got TJ Hawkinson. You're probably not going to need to add too much there. Um, they have some really good depth there as well. So when you take a look at the cap space situation, they're entering the offseason with $23.9 million. Um, they can create up to an additional $17 million by releasing Trey Flowers, Vitae, who I'm not going to try to pronounce his first name, and then also <laughs> Safety, Will Harris. Uh, so to me, those seem relatively straightforward. That's going to give them about $41 million to play with. Now, there's a lot of different strategies that they could go with. They could go after a high-end wide receiver to pair with a Monra. They could take a look at maybe Chris Godwin, who, yeah, is coming off an injury, but obviously is a really, really, really good receiver when healthy. They could go after Mike Williams from the Chargers. They could go after Allen Robinson, who I know had a down year, but uh, seems a little bit more like the type of player that the Lions may value as that bigger, more physical receiver. I think Mike Williams, same thing. They could add to cornerback, maybe taking a look at somebody like Stephon Gilmore, maybe Kyle Fuller. If they wanted to make a splash at safety, they could target Marcus Williams or Marcus May from the Jets. Tyron Matthews a free agent, although I can't imagine Tyron Matthews uh, moving on to the Lions. But, you know, there, there's some guys out there who are looking to get paid, and the Lions are going to have that money to do that. I do, however, just looking at the roster makeup right now, I think they're more likely to make several smaller free agent moves, knowing they're still a couple years away from contending. I think that's going to help build up the depth that this team is really going to need. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I got a little distracted because you said Mike Williams could be a target there, and my brain triggered back to when the Lions took Mike Williams from USC, <laughs> and I was like, would the Lions add another wide receiver named Mike Williams to the roster? It was yeah. a stupid thought, but I was like, wow, that was, you know, back in the day when they just seemed to take a wide receiver year after year with, year with their highest pick, but yeah. Yeah, they could give them 88. Just like the other <laughs> oh, so much PTSD for Lions fans. But yeah, lots of good options there in free agency. Uh, Chris Godwin, I mean, he's still only like 25 years old, I think. And so, you know, they could go young while still addressing the need with uh, some really, really, you know, high talent without, uh, you know, while still building for the future, acknowledging that they're a couple of years away. But uh, it wouldn't shock me at all to see the Lions move on uh, from Trey Flowers, like you mentioned, Will Harris also. Flowers' contract was. Uh, set up really to be a disaster from the start and he played well until this last season and I'm just not sure the Lions will think that keeping him around really helps them if they don't think that they're going to compete until 2023 or so so I think you're right there Um, Will Harris is the second to worst graded corner in the entire league so no really reason you can think of to keep those guys around and it feels like so much of what Detroit decides to do this offseason really hinges on that quarterback decision, right? Because if the Lions decide to wait a year to address quarterback, then you probably don't rush to pay that big-time receiver and load up with all these weapons. But 
if you decide to drop in the quarterback this year, whether it's free agency or the draft, then you probably are going to press a little bit more, right, to make sure that you give the guy the weapons that he needs to succeed. So we might get a little bit of a sneak peek into the Lions draft plans from what they do in free agency. But uh, let's talk about that draft scenario a little bit here and what the Lions have to work with as far as their draft capital, right? They've got the second overall pick in the first round, right? So right at the top, they've also got either the 31st or the 32nd pick still yet to be determined from the Rams in that Stafford deal. Uh, they've got 34 overall in the second round there and then 66 and they've got, and then you jump all the way down. They've got a sixth and a seventh round uh, to round this out. So um, with that second pick, I mean, that's obviously a huge pick and it's going to be one that this organization has to nail. I think the Lions have a lot of options. Uh, but really probably two different directions to choose between here. And I think everyone assumes that right now they're probably taking a pass rusher. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I think Michigan's Aiden Hutchinson or Oregon's uh, Kayvon uh, Thibodeau uh, would be great options there. Hutchinson seems like a Dan Campbell kind of a player. He's just the guy who plays with his hair on fire all the time. He has a nonstop motor. Uh, a knee, or he's a real knee biter, right, if you will. He's that guy. So I think that that could be a good marriage. Uh, but the other direction that I really think that this could be for the Lions uh, could be serious consideration in the draft. I don't think a lot of people maybe think that yet, but I think quarterback. I don't think we know how soon that they want to drop the quarterback in. And I know that this isn't a great quarterback class, and I do think that the Lions' decision at offensive coordinator will make a big difference in this process. But we've already started to hear the buzz about Liberty quarterback Malik Willis at the Senior Bowl. Uh, his talent is superior to everyone else in this quarterback class. I think the Lions could be intrigued by the talent there, by the person. We hear he's winning the interviews down there as well. And really the opportunity to get their guy when they're sitting there at number two because you never know where you're going to be selecting the next year. And so, um, oh, and I guess we have to mention, right, who's coaching Willis at the Senior Bowl this week? The Detroit Lions coaching staff. So they'll know exactly what they're getting. They'll know exactly what they think of him by the end of this process. So keep an eye on that one. Really interesting. And if they're thinking about going that way, keep an eye on someone like the Eagles' Brian Johnson for that open offensive coordinator job. The Packers were connected to Johnson uh, for their opening in Green Bay, uh, but he's had some great success working with a raw dual threat quarterback and someone like Jalen Hurts, and I could see them trying to team that up and work for a quarterback like Malik Willis in this draft to find someone that Brian Johnson would like to develop. So uh, just crazy speculation, some fun of what the Lions could do there at number two, but uh, they've got more picks in that, right? And then they get to the bottom of this first round, they hold that Rams pick, and I really do. I mean, you talked about wide receiver, Andrew, and I do think that they got to go that direction in this draft at some point. They've got to pick at the end of the first. They've got to pick at the top of the second. And I think players like USC's Drake London or Purdue's David Bell would be really interesting to Detroit in that area. And I think uh, defensive tackle and linebacker will be something else to watch in those early picks there. Um, they had a really solid draft in 2021, and they need another one here in 2022 to get this roster turned around with some young talent. So lots of fun we'll see here when April rolls around. Yeah, and I was not planning on talking about this, but since you were talking through Malik Willis and the week that he has had, you and I, at the end of last week's show, started talking about kind of early draft stuff that we had been seeing. I told you I had started to look through some of the quarterbacks in this draft, and I kind of half-heartedly said, 
I really like Malik Willis a lot. I was genuinely on the fence. Like, can this guy be my QB one? Will everybody just laugh me out of the room if I have him there instead in in front of Kenny Pickett and uh, Desmond Ritter and uh, Howell and um, the other Corral? Um, And this week has almost made it seem like, yeah, he really could be QB one. Like we, we don't know, but um, if you had said last week, yeah, I think Malik Willis could go at pick two. I probably would have laughed you out of the room, <laughs> but man, like you, we've seen it before quarterbacks and, and other positions too, but, but especially quarterbacks who get really hot in the lead up to the draft. If he continues and, and finishes out this senior bowl week really, really well, if, if what's, what you're saying is true that he's really doing great in the interview portion. If he goes to the combine and shows out, which he's going to, because mm-hmm. guess what? The guy is a crazy athlete. He is, he has a crazy arm. He's going to look good in all of those drills. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he interviews well, who knows? Right. I mean, if you had told me the lions were going to target him at pick 31 or 32, whatever they end up with, Last week, I would have said, yeah, that's a really great, great place for him to go. That's a great value. They can really help him build behind Jared Goff. Now he's I don't I don't know that he's going to be there. So. Yeah. And I was I was going to add, like, I mean, I think the Lions are trying to build like kind of a no nonsense culture. And when you're sitting at number two, I think I think Malik Willis is probably going to play himself into the at least the middle of the first round. Right. Just like the upside potential. It seems like coaches love him. If that's the case and you're the Lions and you're at two, like they're not going to be like, well, we'll trade down to eight and see if he's still there. You know, they're just going to take him. And so obviously I don't know anything. I don't the Lions probably hate him like this is, you know, just kind of a fun exercise. But I mean, realistically, you know, if you like your guy and you're within a range of 10 to 15 picks, you just make the pick. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I didn't realize that that's who was coaching him um, was this Lions staff until just the other day. And I just man, I feel like. It'll be interesting because they'll know exactly who he is by the end of the process. So, yeah, I I think, you know, you made some really good points. It it would seem difficult for the Lions to pass on one of those edge rushers at two, especially you have the home state guy in Aiden Hutchins. And um, they could potentially trade down. Uh, Maybe they like Malik Willis, but they're they're kind of in the middle about one of the quarterbacks. So I could see them moving down. They, they're they hurting for mid-round picks because they don't have a four or a five this year. Um, so they could pick up a lot of additional draft capital by moving moving down from two. Um, and maybe they're targeting a different wide receiver, right? Like one of the higher-end wide receivers than the ones you mentioned. Um, but we know Jared Goff is going to be on this roster this year because his cap number makes it so uh (laughs) whether or not he's going to be there beyond 2022 all depends on what they do in drafting a quarterback this year because if they don't take one they're pretty much going to have golf again Mm -hmm. uh for 2023 so my summation is that this is a lions team that's likely going to take a step back this year talent wise though i could see the record being the same or even better but they seem to be getting this rebuild done correctly so far and it will be really interesting to watch them move forward in this offseason and see if they can continue to build on the positive momentum that they created during last year. Yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun. And obviously, we're excited to jump into Bears, 
Vikings kind of run through this very different scenarios, like we said, and just to get a feel for what they might do in the months ahead. Uh, but Andrew, is there any other news that we want to share before we get off the podcast today? Yeah, we have a pretty big announcement, and Andy did post it on Twitter today, so I'm sure many of you have seen this already. But the great partnership that is Kyle and I will be turning into, uh, uh, well, okay, so Maggie Loney is going to join us permanently. <laughs> did I you hear my I, drum roll? I was trying, yeah. I, I tried to get I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to lead into <laughs> it, but so... If you've listened to us for the last two off-seasons, uh, we did the first off-season all by ourselves. In the last two years, we partnered with Maggie. So Andy put Maggie uh, on the Friday show to help us get through our draft coverage. And it was a really, really great fit. We love working with Maggie. Obviously, she is a rock star uh, and a much bigger deal in almost all elements of the Packers verse than we are, and probably in life too. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, Maggie, Maggie was only with us uh, usually for about a month and a half during the lead up to the NFL draft, and obviously did a wonderful job at that, uh, like she does everything else. But now Maggie is going to be joining the Friday team permanently. So whoop, whoop. Kyle and I have to behave ourselves. Um, certainly, we'll we'll have to do our best to not get left behind by the rocket ship that is Maggie Loney. But <laughs> we are really, really excited to have her join us. So we would just ask that you continue to tolerate Kyle and myself as Maggie really improves the content of what normally happens <laughs> on Fridays. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packerty Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review. You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. Next week, we'll be back with more off-season coverage. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.